Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 5 p.m., with church school for all ages at 9 a.m. Please also connect with us online at chapelofthecrossms.org. I hope this sermon enriches your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. My theology professor began every class with the same prayer, the Collect for Guidance, on page 832 of the Book of Common Prayer. It begins, direct us, O Lord, in all our doings with thy most gracious favor. And then after the amen, he would say with a deep and resonant tone, it is a privilege to do theology. And then he would launch into the day's lecture. He was a very traditional instructor oft using the Socratic method popularly demonstrated by John Hausman in the film The Paper Chase, peppering his students with a barrage of questions meant not only to test the intellect, but to toughen the hide. Mr. Robertson, he would bellow, please share with me and your colleagues your your thoughts on St. Anselm's satisfactory theory of atonement and how it applies to a 21st century Christology. A privilege indeed. And yet that statement, that key phrase, it is a privilege, has stuck with me all these years. Not only because it creates an almost Pavlovian response of fear and dread, in the, but it also, because I have tried, with various degrees of success, to adopt that phrase, that sentiment, as a personal mantra. For it is a privilege to do so much that we do in our vocations, in our pastimes, with our families. And I aspire to be honor, to honor and be grateful for all the great privileges in my life. And so I stand before you on the occasion of my last sermon as your rector to say it has been a privilege. It has been a privilege to fall in love with that ancient and hallowed place, that chapel of the cross, 
I will never forget the first time I rounded that corner on 463 and beheld the chapel for the first time, and my heart skipped a beat. Ellen saw the look on my face and knew I was smitten. It has been a privilege to be part of this diocese of Mississippi, which, despite its many flaws, me certainly one of them, it is one of the most vibrant dioceses, dioceses that I have ever served in. Your bishop, your clergy, your parishes, your Camp Bratton Green, your communion are for real. There are a lot of frail places in this church. But this is not one of them. It has been a privilege to witness your excellent ministries, from the preschool to the food boxes, from the hospitality guild to the gravediggers, from catechesis to that wonderful parade every Sunday of children going to children's chapel, to the Sia's. And don't forget Day in the Country, and Christmas in the Country, and concerts in the Country, and starting next year, spoiler alert, pickleball in the Country. <laughs> While your original building is small, your heart is large, and your love for your community and for each other is spectacular. It has been a privilege to witness your growth to see your genuine welcome of the seeker, to give thanks for your generosity towards the mission of this parish, and to stand in the product of your labor, this chapel of the resurrection. And it has been a privilege to walk with you, to labor with our staff, to work with your vestry, to be a witness to God's love as you baptize a baby, join with your beloved, and remember your venerated dead. That is a tremendous privilege. You have loved me for who I am, and I will always love you with all of my heart. When I was fresh out of seminary, my first parish celebrated a precarious tradition. Every year at Christmas, during the children's Christmas pageant, the baby Jesus was not a baby doll, but a real baby. And as you might imagine, this practice added a certain edge to the pageant. Most of the time, the baby slept, but sometimes it stirred, sometimes it screamed, sometimes it spat up, and sometimes it sat straight up in the manger and stole the show. One year, the baby Jesus, a girl a little older than the usual baby Jesus, sat up in the, in the manger and began watching the congregation that was watching her. And she pointed at people that she knew. Hey, there's my mom. Hey, there's my grandpa. Hey, there's that guy who poured water on my head. She had no fear. I thought about that baby this week 
as I pondered what the heck I was going to say to you this morning. Some might expect an Oscar acceptance speech. Some might expect some charge for the next chapter of your life. Some might expect an airing of grievances. Disappointingly, I will offer none of the above. For your future belongs to you and to the Holy Spirit. But like that baby, I pray that you will have no fear. You are in an excellent spot to begin a new chapter. The institution's fundamentals are sound. You are genuinely welcoming, and your community is growing. I want to say a little more about welcome. You are, as I said, genuinely welcoming. And, and I grieve to say this, but some churches aren't. And as I have shared kind words with many of you over the past week, several of you have thanked me for welcoming you. And while I'm honored to have been part of your welcome, all credit goes to you and to a culture of welcome that has been part of this place well before my arrival. So I pray that you will continue to be fearless in your welcome. Welcome the excluded. Welcome the messy. Welcome the afraid. Welcome the other. For you now have a privilege to be a locus of light, a found family of the faithful, and a center for the Jesus movement in Mississippi. All you have to do is welcome, listen, and have no fear. And when you do so, when you have no fear, then you will be the incarnation of what the prophet Isaiah prophesied. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. Have you walked over by the statue of Mary this morning? The azaleas are blooming. Moreover, you will be part of what Jesus proclaimed to his cousin John. The blind will receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. You can do great things if you have no fear. My friends, in just a few days... The angels will take flight. They will depart from their heavenly dwelling places and swoop down upon the earth. And they will appear and say to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. My sisters and brothers, do not be afraid. And always remember, it is a privilege. Amen. Amen.